0: Oh, you.
1: And welcome to Maths Hysteria, a podcast all about married at first sight with me, Omar Abid, And today I'm joined by Nation Sweetheart. I'll go with Nation Sweetheart. <laughs> one, of the, one of the most popular members of the cast from this year, Shanita. Hello. Woo. Hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you happy with Nation Sweetheart or is that too much?
2: No, well, yeah, you said it, so <laughs> I'll
1: take it. <laughs> I think last time, last time I heard that was um, Cheryl Cole. So, oh, oh,
2: well, I feel privileged then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we're recording this after the final vows. What I tend to start with with these interviews is you mentioned it ju- uh, just before off air that like obviously it's all been a few months since since it was all recorded and everything happened. What's it been like watching the whole series? back
2: um watching our series back it's 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 mental because you've already lived it then you have a gap and then you're watching it back so it's like re-watching a period of you know of time in, oh my god sorry <laughs> rewatching one period of time of your life and it's it brings so many different emotions like sometimes when when I watch it if I'm upset or something's happened it's like I absorb them feelings through the tv if that makes sense um and I think well one it could be cringy to watch yourself like literally I'm like oh I pull that many facial expressions oh gosh I didn't realize how expressive I was with my face um there's times where there's angles and you think oh could have changed the angle like that is not a good look (laughs) and then um in addition to that you have you know we've filmed for hours and hours um, and you know them dinner parties go on for hours so then you just see a little snippet of the bigger picture so that's always interesting as well because you have to think oh yeah this happened that happened Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Um, so yeah it's it's yeah a very surreal experience
1: With all that footage, because this is a common theme that that comes up when I talk to any of the cast is just how much footage there is and then things have to get cut down for whatever reason and then things have to get cut down because storylines. They they need to find some stories. Are you generally happy with how you were were portrayed?
2: Yeah. um, You know, I was very much (coughs) myself on and off camera um, and... From the response of people, you know, watching, that's been positive. It's shown that I've actually got, you know, what I wanted people to see of me. Don't get me wrong; I've got my flaws, and we can see that, and I'm very open about it. Um, there's times where I wish that there was more context given, you know. So, like when I may have said something, but the rest of my um, conversation or what I've said hasn't been shown. That's the only times where I wish, like, oh, I wish they could see everything because it's like the Matt and Whitney thing. Yeah, wasn't um, happy how they went about it. And obviously I stuck up for Gemma, but I had also said, um, you know, about Matt and Whitney. Like, if that's your decision, that's your decision. And, and, you know, it was nice to see Whitney happy. And actually spoke about it very fairly on both sides, but it only showed my facial expressions. Sorry. Um only shared my facial expressions and then looking like I'm, well, as people wanted to tell me that I looked jealous. So,
0: oh, wow. Really?
2: Yeah, I've, had a, I've had a few people message me to tell me that I was jealous. Um, right. So I was like, okay. Um, if that's what you feel, then that's fine. <laughs> Not correct, but okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah.
1: Well, the, the, that was the other thing I tend to start with as well is, how's your social media response been? Because just from our little platform that we have, we, we get a little a slice of it. And generally everything about you is positive, but there's always the odd one, like to the point where it's, how are you even seeing that, like something like that, where you think uh, Shanita's jealous or, or you think badly of, not even you, like, you know, there'll be a comment about, and it's one in a thousand about Jordan. It's like, there's nothing to not really like about Jordan. He's like you know, as far as I can see. Like, if anything, the problem early on was I thought it was going so well for you that maybe you'd come across as a bit as a bit boring, and there wasn't be yeah. much much to show. You know, because they always want those storylines. So, what what's the social media response been been like for you?
2: Um, you know what? It's been mind blowing in terms of the love, the support. kind words that I get like people going out their way to send such nice positive messages to me it's honestly I can't even put into words how much it's meant um I'm very taken back by it because I just didn't expect you know I don't know so many people to just yeah be so nice and kind and go out the way um don't wrong, yeah. Like you say, there's I have had comments, you know. Um, and at first that was difficult because when you know that you're just being yourself, someone critiquing that, it it feels personal because mm. you know that's just me. And I am someone that wears my heart on my sleeve, I am very honest and open. Um, so when people are saying that I'm sly or you know saying quite horrible things about me it did hurt at first and I'm like but that's not me like why can't you see that's not me and you know you just have to learn to brush it off because it's like I said earlier on um, the radio you will see say hundreds of nice comments and then you might see one but it's the one that kind of sticks in your head sometimes um, because you think oh pe- people think this of me and it kind of you know what it's like it's like gets in your mind and it's working. yeah and yeah um, but you you have to really have resilience to it uh, which I think I'm building um, and you just have to brush it off um, and really and truly I've got to focus actually on the people that are supportive nice kind like I'm not a person that really likes to have negativity in my life so I was like that before math. so I just need to continue that aftermath so to speak yeah um, so yeah it's been it's been amazing um if I could literally hug every single person I would because I just can't I feel like when I put it into words it doesn't show how grateful I actually am
1: I think that's a nice sentiment I think after you hugged the first 400 you'd, probably, you'd, you'd realize my arms
2: are hurting <laughs> yeah.
1: There are a good proportion of people who need to need to shower more, I think.
2: <laughs> that is oh yeah, you know what? Yeah, I didn't think about that actually. Yeah, so
1: I appreciate your support. Thank you for the kind words. I'm gonna keep a respectful distance.
2: Yeah. Maybe air hogs then.
1: Air yeah, hugs.
2: That,
1: that's good. <laughs> uh, So another thing I always tend to ask is what led you to go on to the show? Because I'm always curious, especially when someone in the the younger end of the, the the bracket tends to go on, because I think you've got loads of normal dating that you can, you can yeah. still it's available to you.
2: So I was in a relationship for ten years. Um, would never split up in that time. Um, and obviously we just naturally kind of grew apart slightly. Um, and although I loved him as a person, I wasn't in love anymore. Um, so I ended the relationship. So coming out of that, I had a lot of work to do on my own um, in terms of you know growth because I'd become very, we've become too codependent, if that makes sense. It was unhealthy and I kind of lost myself. So I had to learn who I was again. Um, and then I stepped into the dating world. Um, and dating that's all new to me because I've been in a relationship for so long. I'd never been on them. And so that was definitely a new experience, and you know some of the messages you receive, and it was yeah. like it was just like a catalogue of men.
0: Yeah, oh uh, gosh, <laughs>
2: like, literally all these men. Um, and you just you know sift sh- sift through, and um, yeah, I just wasn't having much luck. I'd get guys that are just only into one thing um or I would get like shelved I don't know if you know about that like where they kind of just put you on the shelf and then and nice. um, they go around everywhere else and then realize that actually you know you're pretty all right and then they take you back off the shelf oh,
0: dear. <laughs> um
2: so I was and I had my first experience of ghosting so it was all very um disappointing <laughs> really <laughs> um and then my friend was like you should go on this. Um, I think Mass had been advertising. so like you should go on this He was like no, no. Um, and then one day, I don't know. One evening, I just thought, you know what? Why not? And did my little audition video. And then yeah, they contacted me the next day, and I did just never think they would contact me. Um, but I think the reason I did do it in the end, I thought, why not? Like I'm not very good at this clearly I'm not finding um the right people so why don't I give these experts you know they've look at Adam and Taylor. like you know
0: there's
2: proof to their to the science and all of that um so yeah well, I'll give someone else a go and I've always been interested in um social experiments so mm-hmm. that's something that I've always interest in, so there was that side as well and um, so yeah I just thought someone else can do the hard work.
1: <laughs> I think we we saw uh, we were invited to the launch event uh, a few weeks before the series aired on, oh, on yeah. TV and this, we got to watch the first episode so we saw uh, your wedding with with Jordan and here's, here's your dog I was gonna say for the listeners I'm sure you've already worked out uh Janita's yeah. crazy Pomeranian dog is uh, honestly, it's also part of the interview.
2: And the thing is if I lock him out, it'd be worse because I tell you now, there'd be a hole in the door, and I'm not even <laughs> <open that tree. laughs>
1: No, honestly, this will probably be the clip that I use because people are just always much more interested in the dogs. So
0: mine's
1: crazy. <laughs> so I was gonna say that we saw that first episode. And then yeah. I'm always trying to think like what would be a good little image to use or what's gonna be a meme or things like that. And as soon as I saw you telling your mum her face was was priceless. <laughs> yeah. Oh bless her. God. Well, you can
2: see where I get my facial expressions from now, don't <laughs> you?
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, how did I, it was so nice though? Cause I think what they do tend to do in that first episode from previous series is they'll put a couple who you are kind of rooting for, and then a couple where there's a there's a villain, and it was obviously Whitney was was the villain <laughs> in that first episode. But how what was it like telling telling your mum? Because then obviously she was so she was so supportive, and that was where it's like for, for, a face from going like looking like what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> um,
2: you know what? Bless her. Um, my mum my mum is very supportive of me. No, like, you know no matter what what I do, um it's funny because people always like, oh they must have known but I told my mum I'd apply to a dating show so she didn't know the extent of what actually (laughs) I was about to do um and yeah she was very she was shocked um my mum's quite emotional as she's got older she's got more emotional I swear (laughs) um so she had a bit of a (laughs) cry as well um but what didn't make the cut actually is when she said she went Oh, why couldn't you have just applied to Bake Off or something? <laughs> <Like that's, laughs> she said that, Oh, I'll come dine with me. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, um. But yeah,
1: who, who do you want me to go out with, Paul Hollywood? <laughs> <laughs> Don't
2: come come dine with me. Might meet someone, you know, <laughs> off, the off chance they make a good steak or something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she she was supportive. She was a bit in shock, and then with my mom, she's. She's such a little worrier, honestly. Um, so then she would have gone into like protective worry mode because then she's like, oh, who's who's going to be at the end of the aisle?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course.
2: So, um, yeah, very supportive, but she was very, um, just bless her, worried about me as well because she just wants the best for me. Mm-hmm. And obviously we've watched math, so I could have had a very different experience.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. So, That wedding day, though, and going into the honeymoon as well, that must have been pretty overwhelming because you mentioned Adam and Taya and it seemed like a similar kind of trajectory where just straight away you and Jordan kind of clicked and it was like, There were so many quite, there were quite cute moments of you seeming quite giddy on the the honeymoon.
2: Oh Oh, dear, yeah. (laughs) That's when I really cringed. I don't know if anyone's died of cringing before, but I tell you now, I was close. (laughs) So close. Um, Yeah, you know, when I uh, walked down the aisle, met Jordan, I instantly felt... Comfortable, and I felt uh, like good. Um, because that morning I was weirdly calm, and until I got to the point where it was about, you know, about to walk down, that's when the nerves hit me like a ton of bricks. And um, <laughs> when I met him, it was just yeah, it was comfortable. We had a laugh. We was both really nervous, um, and we just ran with it. And like we just, it was like we just bounced off each other, and that was nice. Um, and then with the, and obviously the wedding night, you see us eating the cake in the bed. Yeah, <laughs> um, And we just had so much fun. Um, and I bought him these little socks put as a wedding gift um, and that. So I was like, "Here." Yeah. So we just, yeah, we just had a lovely day, lovely evening. And then the next day, obviously we get told go, where we're going on the honeymoon. And our, what, we was on a flight for like 12 hours. So wow that's you know sat next to someone that you've just met on a flight 12 hours you can't go nowhere that's a great way <laughs> to start <laughs> to get to know somebody um and yeah it just it just felt natural and it just flowed and people that attended our wedding actually said that they felt that the wedding had been planned for ages and right. they'd gone to it that's how good it was everyone kind of gelled well there was laughs i was tears and um, and yeah it it I was very fortunate, definitely.
1: Well, uh, just to go back to your mum, actually, for a second, because you mentioned the tears, she actually did a very rare thing in maths history of doing a poem that was actually decent (laughs) and not cringy.
2: (laughs) No, Um, it it was so, so good, that was, honestly. Um, And it kind of edited it out. I mean, that's why I put on one of my pictures, I think, of me and her, I posted the whole thing because I was so proud of her um she is really good at poems and stuff like that she's very creative um so to hear it um and it's funny before that she was like oh I've got a speech but you know it's only a couple lines and it's not very good and you know getting worried um and no nervous she she gets really nervous and so then when I heard it and I just hurt how much it come from a heart and how amazing it was because it was a pretty sick (laughs) um yeah it just it touched me and it just it meant the world and to see everyone else's reaction to it it just even more solidified how good it was and how heartwarming it was
1: definitely anytime I hear the first rhyming couplet I think oh god don't don't do it. And then it was like, oh my God, this is really this is yeah. quite moving. You compare it to something like uh where Richie's song felt. Now I've got it done with my mum in that
2: moment.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so then honeymoon's all going well. Then you come back and it's dinner parties, commitment ceremonies. Yeah. what's that like being like meet. I know you'll have met the girls on the, on the hen night and everything, but meeting everyone and, and first dinner party.
2: Um, it was quite overwhelming actually, because you come from your honeymoon, you're in your couple bubble. And then um, with the, that week you're then moving into the apartments. That is a big step in itself. Um, because then you again, enclosed in a small space and so to speak, um, and you're getting to, you know, know someone living with them. And my mum had always told me, don't know someone until you live with them. Um, so it was entering that, and then it's going into the dinner party with all the other couples. And although, yeah, we met, obviously, the stags and the hens, um, you, you didn't really get to know them as much, if that makes sense. So you, mm-hmm. again, it's like you're really getting to know everyone um, and their partners who you've never met. And yeah, it's it's a lot because there was so many. I remember thinking everyone is like such a big character, and yeah. I thought, I'm I'm just little me. <laughs> and <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> what 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 are the next few weeks gonna be like? So then you're mm-hmm. dealing with obviously you you and your husband, and you know building your relationship to then building relationships with everyone else. Mm-hmm. who is going through the same experience so yeah it's it's a lot to take in
1: yeah who who did you instantly kind of bond with in that in the group
2: um it's funny cuz it it kind of changed like instantly um well it was definitely a, like adrian as soon as he sat like down as as soon as he sat next to me we just clicked straight away um and then Zoe, it's funny, because uh, I'm so close to Zoe now. But that first dinner party, I remember leaving thinking, I don't think she likes me. I don't know why I just yeah. felt she didn't like me. Um, so that that's funny now how <laughs> things have turned out. Um, to be honest, I was I got on with everyone, like I made so much effort with everyone because that is what I'm like. I'm, you know, you can see it, I'm chatty, I'll give anyone the time of day. So I relatively felt like I was just getting on with loads you of know, people. Like Lara got on well with Jeff. Like April at that time. <laughs> like everything, and every, and like when, like everyone, I just felt I had a good relationship. Keisha I'd seen because um, she was in our apartment before, sorry, our hotel before the dinner party. So it was it was nice, and that was <laughs> obviously the first time we we're all together. Where it was all nice, mm.
1: wholesome, and, and then yeah then things started to unravel so so this is it you you all meet each other you're all staying in the apartments and I've seen on social media and this is kind of what you'd imagine would happen is you're sort of in the same big bubble together and you're all hanging out nights out in different in each other's apartments and things like this so who was bitching about you in the bathroom (laughs)
2: Oh God, Emma, that is a question that we still don't bloody know, do we? (laughs) Really? Honestly. um, (laughs) You know what? It's funny because that story has been warped and changed and all sorts. Um, Now I know the story, and you know, was I'll say it for you. Was at the uh, apartment, was at April's having a drink. We were just, it was Tom, Keisha. Um, I don't know if it was that and me and then George and Adrian had gone to the shop at this point so um, we were just chatting and I remember Tom and April was talking about our voxes. Uh, so they're the little one-to-one um, conversations you have so we're talking about voxes and I am very open and honest and I'd said to April because Tom had asked me something about if I'd said something on a box I was like no but I did feel this Um, because I'll never if I feel something I'm not don't get me wrong I would never say it in a nasty way but I will tell you how I'm feeling you know so with um April I'd said like I felt like at the couch, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, he hates next door's couch. (laughs) Um, So I felt like on the couch, you kind of hid behind the hot tub thing and you hadn't explained other stuff that, you know, has been discussed off camera between Mm -hmm. you and George. And then they, then all of a sudden, April and Tom went to the toilet. Then now I'm thinking like, oh, have I upset us? And I actually got upset because I thought, oh, I, you know, I'm not here to upset anyone, I don't want, want that. Um, and there was a, some comments made, um, you know, by them that, you know, you couldn't really trust people and this, that, and the other. So then I started to feel very overwhelmed by the process and just being on camera, the whole thing. So I got quite upset about it. And then, you know, they've come out the toilet. April's seen, April seen that I'm upset. And i was just like, look, I'm not here to upset anyone. I'm sorry if I've been naive to this, Um, you know. know." Um, And now there's nothing more to it. I think Tom then said to Adrian, oh, she is a bit upset, you know. So I went went and spoke with Adrian for a bit. So um, from that, I just didn't feel comfortable there because I just thought, you know, I'm not here to upset anyone. So I left. And then the next day is when... um, I think April had contacted me and tried to see if I wanted to come around for a cup of tea, but I was doing something. And then it come out that this bitching had been happening. And then um, so April had come to me and said, Tom has been bitching about you. He, last night he was saying that you're a snake and that you're this, that and the other. And I was like, what the hell? Because I'm thinking, <laughs> I don't even know you people, you don't know me. I am the furthest from a a snake, believe me. Um, And then um, it comes out that basically after Tom had been at April's apartment, Jess said Tom had gone to her apartment and said that uh, me and April had been speaking, which wasn't the case. So then at that dinner party, Tom obviously says to Jess, I should have never said Shemitah's name because that's not who I meant. You know, it's April. And then... um, April saying, well, Tom bitched about you in the toilet. Then Tom saying to me, no, it was April. And I'm like, what the hell? And then, you know, um, I said to them, I was like, you are grown-ass adults. Like, if you said something, just own up to it. Like, if they said, you know what, Shanita, I thought this, but um, I don't actually stand by it, or I do stand by it, then you could just move on, can't you? Um, but it was... Yeah, it just kept changing. So I said um, I said to them at the dinner party, I was like, you know what, this, this is too much for me. Like, I'm not into drama. I don't have drama in my life. And the worst part is I never said anything. So you guys have lied on me and created drama that I don't want to deal with. So I, bl- I blamed it on both of them. And right. that was my way of shutting it down. You're both in the wrong, let's move forward. Um, But as you see, (laughs) there was no moving forward and it just got dragged out.
1: Well, yeah, definitely. I think the way you handled it was really good because, and I think this was actually the first point where we saw more than just the giddy Shanita who was having a good time on on honeymoon. Because it was like, I was sort of surprised actually, because we hadn't seen that side of you. That, And especially for the dinner party when it's you and Jordan and then Thomas and Adrian come in. And it's yeah. like just, just tense. But you actually bring it up and broach it straight away. Uh, that yeah. was quite funny when <laughs> he's going. I don't know. Does everyone like me? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but this is the thing, and that's why you know no one can call me fake because I will bring up a situation. I'm not going to slag you off behind your back. I'll come and speak to you like face to face. That's the only way it can mm. get resolved. It doesn't need to be. You know hostility aggressiveness it can just be a conversation um and that's why I did and I know it's funny watching it back I was like oh, Shania, that that sounded a little bit petty but I just wanted it to come to the forefront because mm-hmm. you know Tom wasn't saying anything and I thought right we, we just need to address this um but I think you know what it's funny you said that because watching the show I have seen like the growth in me I went in there and I was quite quiet and I think I had to adapt quickly to my environment and who I was surrounded by Um, and I think at that dinner party where I spoke up I thought I can't let these people walk over me like you know um, and speaking um, to like my friends and welfare and that you know like you know stick up for yourself so from that point I thought you know what (laughs) fuck this (laughs) (laughs) Uh, who's gonna have my back no I need to have my own back let's face it um so yeah I
1: made sure I had my own back yeah no it's good definitely and there's a point where as well I expect, <laughs> expect what you thought was I'm gonna say my piece that's it let's move on but I think there are other people in the cast who cannot let things go and it just kept coming kept coming back and kept yeah. coming back and it's yes. I, 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 there must have been a point where well I think we could tell you we just kind of bored of it I just thought,
2: you know what it was, it was, at, because at that point I was the youngest in there. Uh, me and Jordan were the youngest, till so fickle. um and I just thought, you lot are all older than me. What, what is going on? Like, why, why can't you just say if you said, like, what was blowing my mind is that everyone had a complete different story, and no one's was really overlapping. You know, usually they say, you know, there's a story, there's three parts to it, you know, her side, his side, and the truth. There was none of that. It was just so, so confusing. And that's why I just thought, yeah, both of you, that's me closed, closing it down, Yeah, you know, um, but, yeah, it's...
1: Well, as, as a viewer, it was so funny because then the following week, then uh, we saw April and Thomas talking, and they were like, Jess, Jess, <laughs> why, did, why didn't Jess's name come up? Well, it's handy, she's not there anymore.
2: Yeah, yeah. and again, I, and that's why I got dragged into it again, because I was like, the story's changing. Why is the story changing? Jess isn't here. Why was this not brought up last week when Jess was here? Um, and I think, you know, what part of the issue was, is at the first dinner party, April wasn't there.
0: Right, um yeah.
2: because Because, you know, she was ill. And um, so... With that, I, I I did wonder, I thought, if April had been at that dinner party, would things have been different? Because mm. then all four of us are in that oh. dinner party. We can discuss it and, you know, um, obviously we'll never know. But, um, yeah, Jess then got dragged into it. Um, and then I think Jess then thought it was all about her in terms of, you know, what had been happening and being said. So it just became literally, this massive this one little thing snowballing and I was just like yeah I don't need this like I don't do drama
1: <laughs> I... <laughs> well I'm going to bring things back to, to you and Jordan and probably the first yeah. little stumbling block was uh I mean maybe the second commitment ceremony where you'd said that about the ADHD yeah so I mean oh and I want to say from the off and I think it's something that doesn't kind of get mentioned enough in these kind of situations you apologized in the moment, and then on, when you brought up on the commitment ceremony, you apologized then mm. as well. But it is something that's brought up quite a big discussion around it, and uh, like I still don't know where I, where I stand on it, you know. Or and Kelly, when Kelly, Kelly and I have discussed it, it's like yeah. we're not. It's, it's, it's a tricky one. So what can you talk us through? Talk us through that.
2: Uh, yeah. So basically, how it looked on TV was a lot worse. And, <laughs> um, you know, doing, doing the job that I do, I've worked with, you know, a lot of children um, and families um, who are diagnosed with ADHD, I've had to assess a lot of children with ADHD and look at, you know, what ADHD is, how it impacts um, on their day to day life, and you know, um, how, you know, support that they would need. So um, I'm I'm used to just openly speaking about things um, which obviously from that I learned, obviously I need to be mindful that some people will be sensitive to certain discussions, um, but what I would like to say is when I spoke to Jordan about it, one it was neither said like in anger, there was no malice, anything like that, it was just literally a chat and I, I said oh, um, a few things that you do you know, um, they've made me think like about ADHD. And at the time, he wasn't upset about it. He, we, so at that time, um, I didn't realise how, like, that I'd hurt him, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. just having a chat, response. He'd even said, which I'd said on the couch, he'd even told his mom, about the conversation, apparently that they like had a bit of a laugh about it. Um, and he said, "Oh, my mum said that before. So I didn't know the hurt that I'd caused. Um, and if I knew right in that moment that I'd caused any hurt, obviously I'd have said there and then. Anyway, when um, we obviously have that bad week, Jordan left me for two days. Um, we'd had a fallout after the dinner party. Uh, because there was a lot of drama and we both said we'd watch kind of what we drink because I didn't know who was going to say what and the dynamics and Jordan didn't which you saw and he said on his Instagram you know I was very drunk at that dinner party so I was a bit upset and I was struggling that week like I was lured and I was I was finding it difficult like the pressure of the experiment was really getting to me so, you know, people are like, oh, she looks snappy. Well, no, I'm just not in a good place that week. And we all have highs and lows um, and I'll hold, hold my hands up to that. And it's like with the, sorry, I've digressed, but with the um, cards, when I say concentrate, that's because he'd read it wrong three, four times prior.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so, um, yeah, and it wasn't just me that said it, other people did. But anyway, so that, um, that night led to us having a bit of a fallout and he stormed out and left me for two days in the apartment and I think within that two days he's reflected he's thought about stuff um and you know he's thought about how you know what I said about the ADHD thing upset upsetting so then when um, we'd reunited he'd said and I, I literally from I couldn't apologize any more to him because that obviously is not what I intend to do hurt anybody and for me with ADHD I'm not someone that sees obviously I know the stigma around it but I don't see the stigma around it I don't think it's something that should be looked at negatively at all so when he'd said that he was upset I'd said oh that's not my intention I explained and I you know apologized profusely for it so um when we got to the couch it was myself that brought it up, I will always um, hold my hands up and take accountability for my actions, right or wrong. Um, And it was myself that brought it to the couch. I said, look, as you saw, and I think you can see when you watch that episode, how broken I am. Like I'm very empathetic person. So to know I'd hurt him, it it was really eating me up. Um, Mm. So I told the experts what I'd said. Um, and from that, you know, they'd spoke to me about it. They said, yeah, you probably shouldn't have said it. But what was difficult on that couch is Jordan actually blindsided me because he'd said a lot of things that he hadn't spoken to me be- about oh. before. So I had to deal with that also. And I was like, but well, you've never said this to me. You've mm-hmm. never, you know, expressed this. And that was then hurtful because I thought, whoa, <laughs> what's going on? Um, And I think it was difficult with that episode because it was like, they only showed me saying the ADHD thing and it was very much zoned in on me and like, all Shanita's downfalls. And it didn't show the wider picture of both the issues we were having. Um, And that was really difficult for me to rewatch. I'll be honest, it actually did make me feel really low because it was like I was reliving it again. And then, you know, but this time, I'm reliving it with the nation watching and people having their critique. And yeah,
1: and then um, especially if you say that the other issues which you, you were kind of you were surprised that were brought up uh, because when you said that I was trying to think back I was like what were the other issues I don't because it was so it didn't much get about shown.
2: Yeah. yeah yeah literally there was nothing it was just me you know what I'd done. Um, nothing on Jordan and, and it was a bit imbalanced and then obviously I poured my heart out because it's not just the experts you're speaking to, you have the others as well. Poured my heart out, was honest um, and then obviously <laughs> to go to sit back down and then Kwame, cool. <laughs> um yeah, that I just thought, could could you kick me any more down? Like, you know, I've just poured my heart out. Jordan's just bloody thrown me under the bus <laughs> and like made me hurt more. And then I'm giving you guys all my vulnerabilities. But, you know, yeah. as I sit down, you come for me as well, because that is just what I need right now. Thank you.
1: Well, we actually, I actually spoke to Kwame uh, yesterday, so people should have hopefully heard that episode by now. And I talked to him about this. And he said, in his mind, he was trying to, because he said he, fe- he was like kind of the dad of the group, in, in case you were like the, the mum and dad of the yeah. group, and that you and Jordan especially would spend a lot of time in their apartment, and he and Jordan are very close. Uh, so his explanation was, uh, and I'm not trying to throw him under the bus and get no. you to, to you know, yeah. talk shit, yeah. say, but he was saying that, like, he meant it as a bit of a joke to try and lighten, lighten the mood, like, oh, don't. Oh, don't try and diagnose him, and expecting you to go. Oh, yeah, God, Kwame, all right, you know. Yeah. Um, but they took a particular. I don't know that he he said that maybe the way that was portrayed made it sound, you know, more that it it wasn't as jokey as he'd intended it.
2: No, certainly not. I mean, there's. <laughs> I mean, you see, <laughs> um, you know, or, like. It was the way he said it, you know. I felt that if he was joking and knowing Kwame, he'd be like, oh Shan, da 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 da." But it was very much, "Don't do this. Don't do that again." And that, I was, and I'll be honest. Them two days when Jordan weren't speaking to me, he'd been with Kwame, and I'll say it. I'll say it to Kwame. I felt that did amplify things. I felt maybe that you know, things had been said behind my back that fueled stuff and escalated things that didn't need to be escalated. So then when, um, you know, I've gone sit down and he said that, you, you get a vibe when you know somebody's joking or not. Yeah, I did not have a joke vibe. Um, and if that was the case, if he was joking, he would have said in the moment, I was joking. He never said that. Um, and actually parts of it's caught because I think he felt that, no, yeah, he did say that he felt that the experts had been too um, too nice to me about it, so he wasn't joking. Um, because you he
1: would did think that if A- again, not talking. to not to not to like throw him under the bus or anything. Because I did, I really enjoyed my chat with him, but he did say that yesterday, and it's there on the podcast that yeah. he felt like the experts had said they'd gone into it, but he didn't feel that it was in depth enough. Ah.
2: They had, and also I think what I think with the experts, they understood my background. They understood that I didn't say anything with malice. They seen that I was upset, and I told the experts the stuff that Jordan was saying was, you know, new to me. Um, so the experts were taking ho- an holistic approach to it. They were looking at it from a bigger picture. Kwame's Jordan's mate, so Kwame's just there for Jordan do you know what I mean um the experts were very good about it and very understanding they told me okay maybe you shouldn't have said that do you know what I mean they they told me that and I had that telling off so to speak in that respect um but it was balanced um so no I definitely paid the price and I'm literally breaking down on that sofa um and if that doesn't tell you enough then actually what what you know what are you seeing Kwame <laughs> do yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> um and okay so then and Kwame says that but he said and done a lot worse <laughs> and yeah so if we want to go like that um the fact he said that yeah it's it's rubbish the experts were very fair um and understanding and you know like Mel says to Jordan I'm really feeling for you uh, and Jordan got the support um, like I said, you didn't see the flip side of things where Jordan did a lot that week also. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that further added to me feeling like crap. And that's why you see me in a different light that week, because I'm at, an, I'm at a low. Like yeah. I, I was struggling that week. Um, and then with Kwame, yeah, it that week was really, really difficult for
1: mm-hmm. me just moving things along on the in the in the timeline i could see a good example of you wanting to try and stay out of any future drama was uh when you (laughs) took a bite of uh, cream cake at the retreat (laughs) (laughs) that was one of the perfect uh screenshots of you (laughs) you with a cake in your mouth just like i can't believe he said that (laughs) this
2: this is the thing you do try and stay out of it like I've had people like, oh, you love the drama. It's like, no, actually, I try and stay out, but in them scenarios, it's almost like you can't because you get sucked in it one way or another, whether you're feeling you need to defend your friend or someone saying something about you or, like, you know, because I did get pulled into that when, when April's speaking, she's speaking to me, like, yeah. and obviously it stemmed back from <laughs> the toilet. So, um, it's it is difficult and you know, people have said about our facial expressions. Um, but at that tea party, I was actually very fair. Again, it's so much is it like taken out um and had said from Tom's point of view, and I'd said about April from April's and you know, Tom had said, like, look, you said. Um, that you pretended to be my friend, which I'd had a good discussion about with April about and said you can't do that to people. Like, if you don't like someone, you just distance yourself from them. Like, just take a step back. You don't have to pretend because actually that's worse. So there were so many different conversations that I'd had, and I was very open with everyone. Um, And yeah, it just yeah it just never ends well though does it and it, i think it's difficult as well actually trying to be fair in that experiment because as soon as say your friends with someone has an issue with somebody else it it puts you in the middle and you're like ah oh, no oh god
1: yeah <laughs> well what i wanted to ask you about that retreat was uh, did did everyone know about matt and matt and whitney that there was there was some chemistry there that there was some butter vibe i
2: think the from the obviously go to the tea party and the lads so you got to think you naturally come back together with your partner and you discuss so you know at that tea party when Whitney had said um that that's because earlier I'd seen them pass each other and you know you just I'm very observant so I was like oh and that the tea party I said you know I thought caught a vibe and then instantly apologized to Gemma because sorry Gemma like yeah. I don't want to dismiss you or hurt you. Um so then after that tea party obviously me and Jordan have come together and we've just spoke about it and I've said like oh today you know Whitney said Matt and then he'd be like Matt said Whitney so then you are you're thinking and you're like oh okay um so I think the difference is I think some people were aware maybe there's a I think all of us were aware there's like maybe that there's a vibe because they both said their names, but I don't think anyone well I didn't know the extent of it and that's the difference knowing that someone's got a little vibe to actually they're full steam ahead in with this (laughs) (laughs) that was the difference and by the time that didn't the party happened obviously Matt and Whitney had got closer they've been chatting they've been doing all sorts obviously we don't see that and I think viewers forget as well what you everyone's watching now? We're just watching it. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it we, it was a lot, and I think that's why the dinner party blew up so much because as the the information come out, that's when everyone's like, what. You know, yeah. and that's why it's blowing up so much. Obviously, you've got Gemma, and that's pure raw emotion. Um, Duke had a heads up the night before. And I think that's probably why, bless Duke, because uh, I am good friends with him. But I think that's probably why people um, was more for Gemma, because we felt Duke had a bit of a heads up. So yeah. He wasn't going blind. Whereas Gemma, bless her, you know, we're going to a dinner party and she gets served that. Yeah. She, it's, it's mental. So that's why it blows up. And then everyone's like, what? Da, 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 da. And I even, again, obviously I st- stuck up for Gemma a lot um, at that time. Um, but I'd also, um, you know, said to Whitney, what you've done, you know, you owe Gemma respect. you shouldn't have gone about it that way. But if this is, you know, if you're truly happy, then I understand why you've done it. So I, cause I do always try and see it from both sides. Um, mm. And yeah, it it blew up different, and it's mad because what you see is just a snippet of what was utter carnage.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to say that I think to give Kwame some credit actually. When I spoke to him, he he'd spoken to Whitney and said you have to go and tell Duca. Matt should go and talk to Gemma, and that's why he, why he said when he made his comment and sort of brought it up, uh, yeah. you know, in front of everyone. It's like, what, why doesn't Gemma know at that point? Matt should have really, really spoken to her, which is, you know, definitely a fair a fair thing. Yeah, yeah, to definitely, today. definitely. And, and I that, think that's
2: why, yeah, that's why maybe I'm, and I've said this, I said this in the show, but it's, um, <laughs> I was more annoyed at Matt than Whitney. I could understand Whitney, and I even said it at the time. I said, you know what, Winnie's actually got a leg to stand on because she had been trying to leave Duca. Like she has mm-hmm. put leave, you know. She's shown she's she's been open about how she's feeling. Um, in that respect, I think at the time it felt Matt hadn't made the effort, and me being friends with Gemma, I knew that Gemma had gone to that retreat, um, with an open heart, thinking that the retreat would bring them closer. Mm-hmm. So knowing that, that's why I think I was a lot more angrier. At yeah,
1: Matt than and that was off the back of the, in the same dinner party, uh, Jonathan for the, I don't know, was it the 18th time talking about the, the horse legs? I'm starting to feel bad for Jonathan. We had a little interaction yesterday on Instagram and I'm like, even I'm starting to feel bad for you, mate. I should stop, I should stop talking about it. <laughs> uh, but
2: the thing is, do you know what? I feel more for Sophie than jonathan with the horse legs things because it's like she's having to keep reliving it like she's keep having to hear something that was said about her body yeah. um, that's come out of obviously a husband's mouth um so yeah i do feel for jonathan in that respect because you know he's got a lovely side he's he's funny um he's a nice guy he just sometimes says stuff and you think what what era are you living in? Um <laughs> so yeah, it is a difficult one, but the horse legs things keep coming up. I just my heart goes for Sophie on that. Yeah.
1: It was a good I think I put out a meme of I think it was you, Keisha, Whitney, maybe Zoe, like facial reactions when him and Kwame were doing that. Just like men are under equal pressure as, as women. Yeah. Are you are you guys mad?
2: honestly yeah that chat is so funny because again you only see a snippet of that chat but who was like what and like you know it's like having Kwame's like oh do you plan on putting on weight who plans <laughs> that in their diary you, oh October 25th I'll just put two stone on. do you know what I mean like yeah who, he, oh, yeah I,
1: to- <laughs> I told Kwame yesterday that he'd, he'd triggered my wife quite a few times and uh, she said hello to him and everything she was she was in the house yesterday and uh <clears throat> uh when she'd gone, he said, oh, was, we got to this point. It was like, was this one of the bits that triggered her? I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And then when she came back and I'd finished the interview, she was like saying, did you tell him that I can go in one shop and I'm a 10 and go in the one next door and I'm a 14? Does he understand that?
2: Look that, yes. <laughs> it's so true. And all sorts can fluctuate your weight. Do you know what I mean? Like stress and like there's so many things that impact people's weight. And also we know as a society that has been an ongoing argument issue for centuries, you know, what what society deems as a good body, not a good, like, we have to deal with that a lot. And um, if you're dealing with, you know, eating disorders, um, with self-confidence, whatever, health issues, and you've got somebody saying, you know, just blase comments because they're not going through that, because you've got to think as well, Kwame and Jonathan they're gym goers so they have good bodies you know they go to the gym and um, so it's like well actually as well have you experienced any of this that's being discussed yeah I think they definitely got told <laughs> by the women at that dinner party. I
1: wonder, uh, Let's go back to to you and Jordan then so I would say through the retreat and everything everything seemed kind of smooth sailing but yeah. I guess it's Maybe editing as well that because there was so much drama there. I guess maybe we just assumed that, but everything seemed to be going okay. And then I think the next thing is uh, is the dinner party where Jordan's talking about moving in.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, you know, we was we was doing well. I mean, if we wasn't, you'd know about it because we would have been shown more. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we was in a great you know great position. We're still getting to know each other, you know. Um, like a normal relationship, but um, yeah, we, we were doing great. We had a great time at the retreat. It brought us closer, and and things were going well. And then at the did, we had the homestays again. Went really well. I got on really well with his mom. I'd actually um, spoke to his mom about that really bad week with me and Jordan because again, I was like, look we had this bad week. Did it and I explained it to her, um, and we had a really good discussion about that Um, because Andrea's lovely. So um, when we come back from the homestays, again, great. It was the mixer, they didn't show it. So in the mixer, and we'll talk about homestays, and he was saying to everyone, you know, Shanita's um, like the missing piece. She feels like a void, like, you know, taking her home as comfortable. So we're saying all this stuff to everyone in the mixer. Great, you know, love that. And then we got to the, obviously, the dinner, and he'd come out of nowhere with it. So it's not something he brought up before. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I've just walked from the mixer, he's saying all of that. And then as I'm trying to eat some of my beef, I think it was oh, ironic. <laughs> um, <laughs> and start getting beefed by my husband. So um, double serving. Um, yeah and that's why I was so taken back I was like hey where's this coming from um and also I think there was more to that discussion also it was much more like well I have not said that I'm just going to turn up at your house with my bags you know and yeah. um, so I was a bit taken back by it because I thought what what's going through his head because that's why sometimes we had you know difficulties with communication because I'm open speak and say in the moment Jordan's someone more that will on to it and then tell you three months down the
1: line mm. well you said that that was a similar thing with the ADHD thing because you said he it was a few days later that you sort of found out how much it had affected him yeah
2: yeah and um we that is something that got brought up on the couch because I'm like in the moment I'm speaking so we can get to learn each other and that's why he thought I was nitpicking because in the moment I say, oh I didn't like that you did that to me um whereas he saves it and then explained. Right. experience um so I wasn't nitpicking I'm just kind of like communicating to try and just us learn each other do you know what I mean like we're completely new um so yeah at the dinner party for him to say that one I'm thinking well where's this come from um two right now as I'm scoffing my face is this the time to <laughs> we'll be speaking about this um and then yeah again just like I was thinking like you see me on the box what the hell getting wet where's your head at like you've said all this stuff and now it's like you're backtracking and that's when you know I was I was concerned because I thought I'm putting my heart into this is this person going to leave me when the experiment finishes and so it was like processing all of that whilst that dinner party that's kicking off it <laughs> yeah
1: you're trying to eat your beef
2: (laughs) yeah I was really enjoying it as well but then the appetite's now quickly gone um (laughs) so yeah it was it was a lot to process and I think some people watching it were like well he's not saying anything wrong and no he wasn't like I said to him like if that's how you feel that's okay but it's about communicating that with me and also you jump in the gun I haven't said that I'm going to move in with you straight away I'm not with my bags packed and I, I suppose I had to think did the home stay scary? like,
0: him? Like in
2: his house, you know. Because I'm starting to now reflect on everything, and I'm probably overthinking as well, and just trying to put together the pieces to understand why Jordan would be approaching this at that time. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's definitely was, not waiting for that.
1: <laughs> it was quite near the end of the whole process as well. So it was. I can understand. It sort of, it sort of seemed like. I, I think I said it's kind of like Zoe. And Jenna where things had actually on the whole got seemed to go quite well yeah. so actually being in the process maybe wasn't doing you any favours anymore and maybe if you had just been out in your own sort of lives and maybe having a long distance relationship at yeah. that point you wouldn't have you might not have suddenly been rushing to like oh my god Shanita's going to move in the day this yeah. finishes you know yeah when you did separate for uh before the final vows how long's that process i wondered like how long does that um, so
2: that is a week so you move out of the apartment I saw that I was really emotional I think there was just so much going through my head you know we're moving out missing everyone Jordan I'm used to waking up every day with him and you know have him by my side um and then it's like well this is the time as well he can go and he can run <laughs> <laughs> um you know, um, and I was I was a bit worried, and I think that's why I was so emotional leaving. And because, you know, like he'd said in the show um, before, he'd lived with someone what three four years, and he didn't love them. Um, Which and then
1: to I was, me, I, I was talking about this with my with my wife. Like, how's that happened?
2: <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't so then it. it's that that does ring alarm bells um, and that's why I'm like oh crap um and it didn't show it and in my deliberations with my mate Vanessa we discussed that um and I'm like it's it's a red flag and then um, you know she's like well that's a previous relationship like this mm. is a new one maybe he's learned from that and that's why I say an amber flag when <laughs> I'm about to go because for- I reckon people are like amber flag but that's why I just didn't see the conversation before that. So I was like, "It's a red flag." But I've come to Amber <laughs> <laughs> because you know, actually, she's raised a valid point, and you can't, you know, I'm not a comparer. You can't compare your previous relationship to this one, you know. So mm. that's why I went Amber. But yeah, it's it's like got it, to process.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just seems a strange. You know, everybody's life circumstances are different, and everything. And and, and it was I was almost trying to defend to my wife like how that might have happened on Jordan's behalf because like who knows what you know how they ended up down that road but I was just like generally you'd think you want to love someone before you before you end up having to live with them because otherwise it's just going to be a nightmare isn't
2: it? Well there is this and also how do you go that long in a relationship without them feelings happening and you know I will say this um, because I don't know if she's watched I did feel for a um if she has watched to have to listen to that because that Mm. must have been really hard because (laughs) i'm you know watching my own relationship play on telly and it's hard at times so i can only imagine it must not have been nice for her to hear that um so even that i'd it's not even my issue and even (laughs) i've been reflecting on it and being in some type of way um but yeah i did um i was worried by that and that was my concern because like you said we would do we did amazing in that experiment and you know we actually got told by the experts we were like the top students so just (laughs) we really we really took on what they were saying and try and implement it and we always put efforts in if there's any tasks or anything like would give it our all (laughs) so I'm thinking is this what he did with his ex you know did she feel like i'm feeling and i couldn't help but think that because of the stuff he'd been saying to me so yeah final vows having that distance it's it's very thought provoking and nerve-wracking um because you don't know you know could turn up at that final vows and he's like yeah bye see ya um (laughs) well just don't know
1: speaking as a as a viewer from watching it last night the program started Jonathan and Sophie. It was like, yeah. oh, that, I wasn't expecting them because the way it had been built yeah. up, I thought like Jonathan was going to say no. And it's like, okay, that's that's nice. I guess we'll see, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Matt and Whitney, and it was suddenly just like, oh. <laughs> and, and then to end with you and Jordan, it was real like yeah. uplifting, uplifting kind of right, ending. Yes. So it was really, it was really great to watch.
2: It was, it was lovely to watch in terms of, like, seeing it again. I, I, it's funny, again, you put yourself in that moment. I remember all the feelings that I had and how nervous I was to see him again because I just didn't know, um, and how happy I was to see him again. Um, that was absolutely lovely. I mean, <laughs> the one point that I did probably, yeah, struggle with was him and his deliberations. Um Because right. I felt like in my deliberations, you know, I'd said nice stuff about him. I'd probably trashed myself and <laughs> said, you know, I'm a bit bossy because I'm very independent. Um, and then just said about, you know, a few things that I'd felt in terms of like my feelings not being validated and that. And then it went to Jordan's and I was like, Oh, um, okay. Like, I mean. So
1: what, oh, were, yeah. what, what were the things that you, you weren't expecting to hear there that that bothered you a little
2: um, just like him saying that he was a shell of himself. That, that, yeah. I was like, what? Um, and I felt when he was speaking about me, it was all very negative, and he there was no accountability for any of his actions. Um, and the way he said, "Oh, I compromised for her happiness," and that that was not nice to because I thought. That's not what you've been telling me, and that's not what we've been living, um, so to speak. I know we had issues at times in our communication, and you know, um, I've I explained that compromise has to be from both of us, so we were both compromising. I felt like the way he said it was very one sided, and that I, yeah, I felt I don't know when I heard it, I just I just didn't feel very nice hearing it um so yeah that that wasn't nice and then bless his mom I thought oh at least someone said something positive about me <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks Andrea like <laughs> yeah it was it's interesting isn't it because we watch these deliberations and then but it's down the line and then you're like oh yeah is that, is that what you really thought like yeah 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 that okay. was a hard watch
1: <laughs> so We've just got the reunion dinner party and the reunion commitment ceremony to come. What, what can we expect?
2: Well, I don't think you're going to see exactly, you know, all of what happened, a snippet. I'll tell you now, that dinner party, honestly, it was
1: mental. Really?
2: Absolutely mental, yeah. Um, w-
1: worse than what we've seen on the retreat and things? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I think I think if I'm right, it's on at eight o'clock on Monday, so it's yeah. before the watershed, so a lot probably won't get shown because uh. it's before nine. Um, but yeah, it blew the retreat one out the park for sure. Like wow. at, even worse than like Australia's that we've seen. It was we all left it and was like what the hell did we just sit in? Like Wow. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know, given the fact that the times changed, I don't know, you know, probably going to be more family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm sure if you ask anyone at the cast about that dinner party, they'll be like, yeah, it well, was mental.
1: Well, a family friendly ending might be nice because I feel like I need a detox after watching
2: it. <laughs> well, I, you're probably right to be honest. It would be nice to end on a more, more of a high because we we look crazy like we abs- i've watched this show with everyone else and i'm like we look crazy <laughs> and then you know what's funny when they're like um if you want to go married at first sight apply here <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> right after the most horrible thing and i think yeah that really helped sell that didn't it um <laughs> don't get me wrong I I recommend anyone if that is if you've, you know, seen the show and it's something that you think, yeah, I'll put myself out there for, um, I definitely recommend it. Um it's once in a lifetime experience and you you know, you just don't know what the ending could be. So I definitely recommend anyone yeah. who's thinking of applying to apply.
1: That's that's nice that you've no no regrets about it. But I mean considering how well it's gone for you, I'm not I'm not surprised. I mean, I think the big thing you've you've kind of learned is uh, just how expressive your face is, which, which has been I know we've mentioned it a few times, but it's always been good for me for um if there's loads of drama going on or anything like that, I'm just like Where's Shanita? Where's Shanita? There we go.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, you don't even have to look for me because the camera makes sure and shows my full face in the middle of the screen. You know, God forbid anybody else is pulling faces. And it's just like, yep, Shanita, bam.
1: <laughs> but it's good. It's always a it's always a nice um, you know, when there's been this toxicity and stuff like this, it's it's always nice to throw in a picture of you eating a cake and looking. <laughs>
2: I'm always starving I'm just trying to enjoy my food like food is life Um, but you know what it has been nice in the fact that um don't get me wrong not everyone appreciates my facial expressions and they've made me aware of that um but actually I'd say 98 percent um the rest of the feedback from people has been you know your face said exactly what I was thinking or a lot of people have um you know, related to me. And they're like, oh my God, I'm the same. Like, my face doesn't hide anything. And I've seen a lot of people say, oh, Shanita can't play poker. (laughs) So so I'll I'll stay clear of that. And I think that's why when there's been people that have said, oh, you know, I think she's sly. And I'm like, how can you, like, I literally tell you everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Even without... And
2: my face. Yeah,
1: without words, you tell us everything. Definitely (laughs) one of our biggest tweets was um, when... Matt and Whitney, I'd I'd written when Matt and Whitney tell you that they love each other and your face, and that was it. It Then it was just your face. (laughs) It was like,
2: (laughs) and then that's when people thought I was jealous. But what you don't understand is, I'm not jealous. I'm actually trying to work out the timeline because you've got to think at this point, it's been like a week, and you know, it started at the retreat. So if you started at the retreat, how are you already in love? That's what my Confusion was, and I was trying to work out the timeline with it. Like, have or has it been going on longer, and we haven't known. So that's why I'm just like, what? what? Um.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I think everyone else is like that too. You know, Adrian says it, Zoe says it, and we're all collectively like, we we don't we don't get this, but yeah. you know. And I think they both went back on a lot of things that they had initially said at the start of the process. So again, we're all like.
1: Oh. Hmm.
2: <laughs> But, you know, each to their own.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's good that you, you, after that first toilet story, you kind of stayed out of all the, the drama. It's for the, for the best, isn't it? Yeah. But it's been great watching your watching your journey on the program. Literally from the first episode, we, it was we thought, oh, we want it to work out for these guys, and it was always nice that even with the uh, few little struggles that you had, that it was, well, it felt like there were real struggles about yeah, like real, real issues. So. It was really great to, to watch you. So and thank yeah, you for coming on. I've really enjoyed talking yeah, to you.
2: Same. I'm so happy. I'm so happy you asked me because I'm always like listening and looking at the memes. And then when you message, I was like, yes, I've made it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you.